We're One Direction. Stands. And this is our podcast. That's just what I went with. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. It just no, felt it tracks. Right. Yeah. Um, dang. We're Not here to give you an drink. in-depth experience <laughs> about how we created the Bop potential breakup song. I I would the the speed with which I would press play oh, yeah. on a podcast <laughs> that would break down potential breakup song. I'm actually mad that it break doesn't exist my phone. now. Um, a perfect song. Also, they're still making great pop music, and we should be talking yeah, about them more. We should. Very fun, like, Carly Rae-esque, like, 80s mm. pop vibes going Oof. on these days. Oof. Love yeah. that for them. Highly recommend it. Some good shit. Okay. Um, but that's not why we're here. Ugh, it's not, it's not actually us. It's sorry, not, guys. I'm sorry. Doing it's a not role like playing of my ideal self. They're busy on their respective ABC and CW mm. long-running dramedies that only a handful of people watch. What are they on? <laughs> Um, this is, like, so exactly my area of knowledge. <laughs> I was gonna say, AJ well, Mashaka is on Schooled on ABC, which is a spinoff of the Goldbergs. Um, also starring our favorite boy from Jane the Virgin, Michael. Oh, okay. And Allie is on the, oh, what's it actually called? The zombie detective show? I, Zombie. I wish oh. it wasn't called that, but it is. I... I, I almost said true zombie, but that was just adding zombie to true detective. <laughs> okay, true zombie might be a better title than true <laughs> Oh my god, again though, no, we're here to talk about. <laughs> we are here to talk about a band, that band is One Direction, One Direction yes. has five boys in it, those five boys are Harry, Niall, Liam, Louis, and Zane. There you go. Should have done Louis, Liam, um, uh, but other than that, I feel good about it. Five boys? Oh wait, whoa. Now it's... <gasps> four boys holy shit I it didn't even hit me like five boys in her heart also guys this is our fifth and final season ah! Ah! Wild. we are officially on made in the air again i haven't heard that song so <laughs> Listen, i do it with midnight memories i'm gonna do it with made in the air i well. love this <laughs> i love it um yeah truly wild this is what a journey season. this is one direction's last album us. Until they get off of the hiatus, of course. Right, sure, sure, sure. Um, it's coming. Album sex. Don't you don't you worry your pretty little minds. It's coming. Um But yeah, each week we talk about a different One Direction song. That is true. Um we have been working our way through, so now we are on the first track of the fifth album. Hey Angel. Angel. We're gonna talk about Hey Angel. We're gonna talk about yeah. what have these boys done? Yeah. Um, a little lore. If you will. Today's is like is the word lore does not always properly describe what we are talking about. Today's is like 
genuinely lore in the way that one thinks of lore I feel like you know what I mean like excited (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. it's very interesting um it's also very short because I had too many other words on this document (laughs) which you will hear um most of them being like what the fuck is this song about um and then Tell me about where these boys are now. What are they yeah. into? And we have some fun ones this week. I'm excited to get <gasps> to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got real bummed out last week. I know, I know. This ugh. week there's no Niall. We don't even have to think about That's it. <laughs> we love you, Niall, but you're still a little bit in the doghouse right now. Yeah, we're a little mad. A little mad. We're not mad, we're disappointed. Yeah, you because know. Because we thought you were better than that. I know. Apparently, we all did. You even did. Oh. If, he, if we're to believe Haley Steinfeld, which... Which believe all women. Are. Believe all women, guys. I believe her. Believe all women, especially if they're Haley Seinfeld. Especially like, Haley Seinfeld. Can we just talk? Can we just take a brief, um, brief corner, Haley's corner of the podcast, and talk about Haley Edge Seinfeld's career? Edge of seventeen. Edge of seventeen. One of the best <sighs> you guys, coming of age movies ever made. So fucking good. Started her career at thirteen. Yes. And in her first movie, got an Oscar nomination. Yeah. We stand. Then was like, I'm going to pivot and just make pop music, which I maintain is a fucking wild choice yeah, yeah, and yeah. not the one I would have made or suggested she make. That being said, it's really fun pop music. Yeah. It's like a lot of jams. Yeah. She does a lot. Well. Um, you know what? I'm just really proud of her. I guess is what I'm saying. Yes. And Niall, do better. Yeah. Niall, we just, we want a little bit more from you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Step and, it up. and he'll get there. He's he will growing get there. up. I don't think he's a lost cause, but. No, 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 no. no. We need him no. to step it up. Yeah. So, uh, Niall, we know you're listening. Oh my god. (laughs) That's a Niall's favorite movie. You know what, though? Would not surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me either. It would be, I would surprise me the least if it was Liam's favorite movie. Mm. I bet that Liam loves the stuff. I just feel like, I just feel like Liam and Louis' favorite movie is Fight Club, and they just, like, really bought over it. Oh! That's painful and true. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked there wasn't a part of the Zooey Weed video in which they just <laughs> had, like, a long theory about Fight Club. Like, that was really oh the energy, God. you know? Yeah, yeah, um, Anyway, hey, Angel. Hey, Angel. No, I was just saying hi to you, because you're oh. an angel. <gasps> I wasn't even fishing. I wow. Know, but you like what you caught. I do. Um... Hey, Angel, it's a bop, you guys. It is a bop. It's a really fun song. Um, We were discussing this earlier off mic. We'll discuss it now on mic. This album was never toured, you guys. I know. So usually when we introduce a new song, we play a live version of it. There are no live versions There's of no these live songs. There's no live versions. Um, so in the future, we will be playing our own covers, of right. course. Yes. Um, with me you, on I, Kazoo and Emily on Harmonica. I will, I will be doing my Kermit impression. Oh, of course. Can we, can we just get like a little taste of the chorus, please? <laughs> Do you, do you look at us and laugh <laughs> as we go past? I asked for it, but I wish I had it. <laughs> I made a mistake. Anyways, gotta go. Bye, Kermit. Slip, 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 slip. Slam. Wow. It's just like that scene in Annie where they're on the radio. Um, um, guys, okay. what a fun bop about your grandparents dying okay, and looking down on you. Yeah. Great. Um, so here's the deal is, um, last week after we finished our last episode, Making a as choice. is often, um, Emily was about to eat more of the spicy ramen she just told me was too spicy to eat, <laughs> so, um, we're gonna keep you posted on how her mouth Hungry! <laughs> Can you do some ASMR at least if you're gonna eat on mic? 
Oh, good. <laughs> I didn't nice. actually eat anything. I just made the noise. <laughs> You're a liar. Um. Okay, so Emily and I played me this song last week. I would like to say that I was feeling really high and mighty because she played it and we were like halfway through and I was like, I'm really vibing this. Like, it's giving me like a real like um bittersweet symphony energy. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was being so clever. And then I had like six reviews that were like, this song is just a bittersweet symphony. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. I thought I was like being cool and knowing about music. Um, that being said, Bursuit Symphony is a bop, and yeah. so is the song. My favorite song in sixth grade. Um, oh, great choice. I have a distinct memory of, um, when ABC Family, aka Freeform, but at the time Fox Family, played, um, Cruel Intentions one, oh. like, afternoon, and even the edited Down for Cable version was so inappropriate for me. What are you pointing at? <laughs> Oh my god. It's just gonna make your mouth hurt Damn more. It. That's all the water does. <laughs> Do you need to go get some milk? Yeah. I'll be right back. You keep telling the story. I'm gonna leave the door open. <laughs> Wait, what was it even telling? About- oh, Cruel Intentions was on um Fox Family and I was watching it and I was probably like I don't know, like, late elementary, early middle school, and I was, like, so fucking scandalized, and, like, not in a fun way. Like, I wasn't oh. horny yet, so I was just like, I hate this. <laughs> and then, um, that song played at the end, and I was like, wait, but what is this? And I felt like I was having, like, an awakening mm. to the song, not to, like, the horny parts, which, again, really stressed me out. Yeah. Mine is, like, a real, my memory of that song is a real distinct, like, Christian kid story, mm. where I was on... I was in Mexico with my family on a mission trip. Yeah, you Like, were. with, like, I just, like, came along as a kid. It was, like, high schoolers. And they would, like, play music to wake all the kids up. And my, like, brother played this song. I just remember, like, his then-girlfriend being, like, oh, Cam, I love you! <laughs> because he played the song? or just Yeah, I just remember, like, hearing it and being, like, wow, they're so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool song. Yeah. And this song is a cool song. Um, the overall reception to the song appears to be, it sounds like Better Sweet Symphony, it's very good, no one knows what the lyrics mean. That is, like, <laughs> overall, those are the top three. Wait, I thought that Harry has given interviews that it's about his grandma. There, there is no actual evidence of that. People <laughs> say that, but there is no one, there was never, like, an interview that I could find. Um, one person said that. Well, okay, we'll get to the meaning. First of all, the writers are the three J's and also Ed Druitt. So they're like go to men. Yeah. Um Harry did give a little quote about um why they made the opener and chose to just take our little hearts out of our little chests and then stomp on them by discussing how it would have been such a great um opener for the tour. Um, he says, I think we wanted to open with Hey Angel because it felt like the right way to set the tone. I think from the last album we had Clouds, which was a big opener. I guess they opened the concerts with Clouds. And obviously we used it to open the tour shows for the last year and a half. It felt like that worked so well. I think for me it was important to open with Hey Angel because it felt very much like this album's Clouds and the way that it opens. Mm. And it's pretty simple and it's kind of (laughs) stabby. It's not too complicated. (laughs) Um, you heard it here first, folks. This song is kind of stabby. <laughs> How is it stabby? I think he means like rhythmically. Like, oh, it's like, duh, duh, yeah, duh, that's you true. You know, that's but fair. um, yeah, an interesting choice of words. Mm. Mm. Um, the fans you know, like it. Ones. Say it again. Harry's just a little weirdo, and I love him. Yeah, no, it's Harry a is like a, like just a huge freak, mm-hmm. and like that's if he wasn't, we would not love him as much. Yeah. Like it's that is what makes him endearing. 
Um, the fans are fans of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, as they should as be. they should be. Seventeen. Are you pouring oat milk into your ramen? <laughs> this is officially just an episode about Emily eating the ramen. It's a, it's a I saga. need to make it's it through. All right, I believe in you. <sighs> Wait, I do. Well, uh, we'll get to it. I really, no, yeah, you're. I want to know how it goes. How is it with the oat milk? It's fine. All right. Um, it's kind of like you made like mac and cheese. Yeah. Good for you. It is. It's cheese flavored ramen, guys. True. 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 It's true. not. Yeah. If that helps. Um, she's just chugging that oat milk now. <laughs> right out of the curtain. <laughs> guys, I've had a long day. Okay, I'm sorry. Normally, I try to eat. It's true. It's before true. Before we record. But we didn't, and I was sitting here, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to eat lunch, and I'm super hungry. To be fair, I resolved that by getting McDonald's on the way here, so, <laughs> you know, none of us are winners tonight. Um, anyway, 17 in their uh, 1D songs all-time ranking ranked this song. You ready? Number 17. Damn. Ah! 17, wow. 17. What are the odds? Um, they said, as far as album openers go, this is one of the boys' strongest and one of the most ambitious across their five albums. And while it might, might not be revolutionary in terms of its lyrics, <laughs> its Britpop-influenced sound makes Hey Angel one of their more sonically experimental songs to date, and it pays off as the perfect entry point to the rest of Made in the AM. Very nice little review. Yeah. Good job to that writer of 17. Um, Pop Crush ranked at number 11. Dang. Like, people love the song. Um, and they were apparently feeling very bitter that day. <laughs> this is their review. It's almost a good thing Made in the AM never got its due diligence as an album because Hey Angel, a well-executed demonstration of early 90s alt-rock, most certainly would have been ignored anyway. This is their way. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, wow. uh, sorry to Pop Rush. I hope you're better <laughs> Someone now. hurt them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hope you're in therapy. Um... Should we dive into these little weird lyrics? Yeah. Yeah, let's shall. So, um, like, the first time I heard it all, like, I really, like, you know, I don't, like, pick up on all the lyrics the first time through. I was just, like, you know, vibing. And yeah. so, like, I got out of the chorus, and I was like, that's interesting, because it's about, like, a love interest. You want to be more like your love interest, <laughs> whatever. And then the bridge, I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, yeah. I like the little, like, see you and the whatever. And that really sounds like a love interest. And so I was like, cool, got it. Wait, which one? The bridge. Um... Let me pull it up. The see you in the bar. What is it? Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Oh my god, where is it? Oh no. Holy. Yeah, see you at the bar, the edge of my bed, backseat of my car, in the back of my head. Oh. That seems like, does that seem like a grandparent to you? Kind of, well, just like, kind of like the ghost. I just feel like British people, they're like, I'm in the pub, and <laughs> my grand's there in spirit. You're right, British people are always saying that. They're always saying it. You ain't kidding me. All read a fucking book. All British people <laughs> do is they go, they see fucking ghosts on the moor, and they go down to the pub. That's it. That's, That's it. That's it. Okay. Um, and then sometimes they bury their hearts under the floorboard. <laughs> I believe, That's how you're on poke. He's not British. Isn't he? No. He's from, like, Rhode Island. Tight. He seems British. <laughs> he does have a British energy. You're not yeah. wrong about that. I just, I feel like it's, like, the picture of him I had in my mind, um, the picture of him I had in my mind, I'm just like, wow, he's an old money Brit. 
Um, yeah, I think he was actually really poor <laughs> and lived in maybe like Pennsylvania or Rhode Island or something. I'm Googling Harry Styles, hey angel grandparent, just to see. <laughs> just to make sure I didn't miss something. I was pretty sure he had said it somewhere. I don't, I don't think so. I, Kevin, I like, found, grandma. I found, Kevin, grandma. like, several different things saying several different things that Harry himself had said. It seemed like there's, oh, like, okay. a lot of lore going around that, like, Harry said it's about this or this or this. Mainly, well, I know that there's, there's another song on this album that is, like, also written for his grandma and that he, like, took lines, like, from her diary. Oh, that's um, cute. Or, like, love letters or something. Wow. Um, well, let's go through all the different interpretations, because there's okay. a lot. Um, 1D Wiki says, the song asks an angel what their perspective of life on Earth is like, and considers what it would be like to change places with the angel. Which, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But honestly, when I listen to it, I think it's just about an angel in heaven. <laughs> like, the way that we think of angels. Like, sure. a little... Little naked baby, and sure. they're like, what if I was a naked baby and this naked baby could grow up on Earth? <laughs> um, here's a few more, courtesy of our friends in the comment section of Genius. Love it. First, Friday Zane says, some sources say that Harry has written this song for his late grandmother, while others say that this is for the fans who have taken their lives, which is dark <laughs> oh my shit. God. Um, huh. Elaborated on in this comment from SPH Caro. This is a real turn on the whole, like, it's about the fans. Yeah, no. I was like, all right, we saw this coming. And then as you finished, I was like, nope. Just you wait. (laughs) Oh, God. To me, the first time I heard this song, it seemed like a song about a fan slash girl who was suffering from depression. The first lines when we hold on to the past is like the beginning before the flashback. And this hey angel over and over again seemed to me like the boys try to tell her she should keep strong. She's like an angel, but she can't see it. And the lines, do you ever try to go to the other side, seemed to me like the specific thought about suicide. And do you wish you could be more like me? I wish I could be more like you, seems to me. She wishes to be more like him or them, better and happier with life itself. And him telling her he wished he had her strength to hold on. Finally, I think it's like an ode from the boys to a weak, suffering girl. <laughs> Thinking about going to the other side and who can't see how much of an angel she really is. Projecting, projecting, Um, SPH Caro, go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> we love you so much and we hope you're doing well. Yeah. Um, oh. Urfana98 says, I think maybe it's directly about an angel. When I think about it this way and read the lyric again, it makes more sense. Angels are aware of what we do or want in this world, and they're watching us from the other side or sky. He is asking them, do you know the reasons why you look up to the sky, or do you look at us and laugh? Tell me, do you ever cry? Cecilia Cecilia says, um, does not seem to be about a heavenly angel. Why would an angel look to the sky or want to be more like a human with all of our fallacies and ups and downs? Oh my Can God. you hear an angel speak? Maybe from memory. Maybe Perhaps- they just want to be alive again, bitch. <laughs> Perhaps that is it. About someone who passed with a look to the sky that kind of does that in. I don't know, but it's a beautiful song. <laughs> Arlie says, well, for those who question why would an angel wish to be human, my thoughts are not because they are angels, they are so fortunate. Sometimes we humans tend to think that having wings, well, this is one reason for me, okay? Three question marks, calm down, Arlie. We'll give you freedom when all they really do is enslave you. Wings give you the oh power God. to fly, yet you have no free reign, no freedom of expression. What? You think you can rebel, yet you stay and fight, even though you are lifted up. You do not realize that you are falling, spiraling what? downward on which there is no return. You think maybe someday you'd encounter someone 
who could, or should I say someone who would free you. Unlike us humans, we can do whatever we want because we are like them. We aren't the infamous goody two-shoes, and they are. And it is said that when they love, they are only capable of loving one person throughout eternity. That's the heartbreaking part there, because what if the person they love doesn't love them back? Or perhaps what if this person falls out of love? Where did this person learn about angels? I don't know. She's like, as we all know, as angels are spiraling this is to hell. <laughs> and oh can God. only love one person. <laughs> like, Do you think she just like read Dante's Inferno and was like, now's my turn. And like yeah, sat got down it. and was like. Truly <laughs> wild stuff. And the, the amount that she's like, we all can agree. We all know. Also <laughs> her being like, yeah, I want to be an angel because they have wings. That's just me. Okay. Like, the whole thing is very defensive. Um, And finally, we get the most popular um, interpretation from Kara. On the surface, the song doesn't seem to hold much substance. It seems to be about someone you fall in love with once, which then passes. Like when you're infatuated and you think a special person holds all the answers, hence the recurring questions opened with, hey, Angel. Is that what it seems like Mm -mm. on the surface? No. No. (laughs) But then... Do you look at us and laugh? (laughs) That's what I say when I see a hot man walk past me. (laughs) Actually, kind of. Actually, oh no! Oh, I don't like that at all. (laughs) Yikes! Oh no! Moving on, moving on, moving on. (laughs) Gotta go! Um, Gotta blast! But but then when you... Gotta blast! So fucking Jimmy Neutron. fucking large all their heads were i didn't like it i never for liked it i never tested it yeah not for one minute as someone who loved hey arnold i can't be like super judgy about like cartoon characters this one was like a different though it was, it was because, like photorealism to go yes, with the giant head. that's it that's it it yeah. was like hey arnold was allowed because it was like yeah it normal was very removed from yeah. real life jimmy neutron was like real life but everybody's head was a giant <laughs> have you seen that picture where it's like jimmy neutron Without a shirt, and it's just like a big belly poking oh, out of his no. jeans. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna Google it right now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I've seen it memed with like me when I take off my skinny jeans, and I'm always like honestly relatable every time. Jimmy Neutron shirtless. <laughs> Please tell me you're on a cognito window. I am not. <laughs> Someday I'll have to stand before God and atone for my sins. <laughs> but oh not no! Today. You're just full naked. <laughs> oh, that's not the one I've seen. The one I've seen. It's like a little chicken. <laughs> a little chicken wing. Anyway, would you like to hear more of Cara's interpretation? Oh my god, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. But then when you listen to the lyrics, punctuated by the almost ethereal cooing ooze in the background, oh my god. you can find there could be a little more to it. Maybe the song <laughs> truly is more literal. It really is about an angel. Sorry, I tried searching Jimmy Neutron shirtless pants. It's so worse. <laughs> <laughs> I got one water Maybe polo dude and a speedo, in and that's when I and then I just like in my mind gave him pants because it made me more comfortable. I'm mainly just getting a lot of weirdos that are shirtless with pants on. Well, good for you. Oh no! Here, there's <laughs> the pants are standing, but there's no one inside. I don't like that. Yikes! Sinister. 
an angel in there. Um, okay, here we go. Sorry. It's about someone who's passed a lover who tragically died, and now the person remains in a state of perpetual longing and questioning. Do you know the reasons why we look up to the sky? Do you look at us and laugh when we hold on to the past? This suggests maybe this angel holds more knowledge than the singer, is even looking mm. down on them in scorn for their longing. Then it goes on to repeat several words all, over and over, oh almost God. like a persisting thought that won't go away. Almost. Uh, <laughs> but not really. But not quite. <laughs> Almost there, but not quite. Around with just one shoe. Um, maybe the song is as simple as initially interpreted, or maybe this suggests something a little darker. I feel like both scenarios are quite similar. Each talk about their longing for another person, one with an added intensity. Personally, I like to think there's a little more depth to it. It has made me liken it to the calming deep bass and the ethereal-sounding synthesizer that's the second. Wasn't that the second time they've said ethereal? <laughs> yeah, this person was really. Uh, they're so short. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> they're so short. Sound. They're taking no! away. They're short. Anyway, so Karen thinks it's about like a dead loved one, but not necessarily a grandparent. I think it's like a dead lover. Then what? MK confirmed Mary Kate Olsen was has sure. a theory on right. genius. Um, I thought the song was about Zane. As soon as I heard it, everyone, <laughs> fans in the media, called Zane the angelic one, or the absolutely beautiful one. Did everyone call him yes. angelic and absolutely beautiful? I mean, to be fair, we did talk about his ethereal beauty a lot. It's but. true. It's true. Um, I hope this was them saying, everything is okay. We just want Zane to be happy with who he is. Also, the boys always seem to look this up to Zane, and sometimes we're envious of how cool he was. Mm. The bridge could be the boys reminiscing about their relationship and time with Zane. Sure. So anyway. Well, allow it. Whatever you do, what you need to cope. <laughs> then we have Anonymous. Nobody on this earth are angels. We all have flaws making us devils. Oh Perfection God. does not exist. And finally, Hasty. God, this is exhausting. <laughs> it's wonderful. Dot, dot, dot. Hey, Angle. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> hey, Angle. <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't know. I just feel like, it just feels like it's about like... Like, a loved one. Like, I feel like it makes a lot of sense as, like, just, like, about grandparents. <laughs> just. Right? <laughs> I guess. It's just, like, funny to be like, this pop song is about grandparents. Like, just that phrasing is, like. <laughs> um, I feel like my interpretation is it's, I don't, I don't recommend writing a song about this, but I think, <laughs> I think it's just, like, angels, like, guardian angels, and they're, like, talking to their guardian angel and being, like. Wish I was like you, but also humans yeah. can do anything we want or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I feel like mainly just because knowing that there's another song on the album that Harry also wrote, like, for his grandma. Um, True, but Harry didn't write this one. Wait, I thought he was... Oh! Mm-hmm. Three J's and Ed Druitt. Oh! You know, the boys wrote on this one. Never mind. That changes things. Yeah. I think I'd always just assumed it was a Harry track. No, no, oh, Harry. Never mind them. Them. Anyway, sure. I just feel like the three J's got a little high. <laughs> Started thinking about angels. angels. And uh, next thing deal? you know, <laughs> what, what is it with those fat babies? Oh, do, they, do they laugh at us? <laughs> Are those fat giggling. babies laughing at us? Um. Yeah. Do you believe it? Um. It's hard not just to think of that one movie with Mark Ruffalo, mm, Just Like Heaven. Just Like Heaven. Yeah. A classic. Um, 
We love a ghost to love story. Do you have one that you've already thought of? Because nope. I have... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really, earlier today, was like, I'm going to, like, write it out so you can everything. Because I feel like I had an idea at one point. Okay. Um, I mean, it's probably going to be, like, ghosty or, like... Of course. Obviously. Obviously. Um, okay. Here's what it is. Um, so... Um... It's like, I want it to be, like, fun ghost, though. I don't want it to be, like, super dead ghost. You know, like everyone said. <laughs> so, um, there's something I have to tell you about ghosts. <laughs> they are dead. <laughs> but, like, wherever, and everyone's not just, like, oh, bummed out, like, oh, it's a ghost. Do you think that it's, like, a ghost that can be brought back to life? Or is it, mm. like, a ghost and a ghost community where, like, ghosts can fall in love with each other? Mm. Or okay. do you think, um, in this world, humans can fuck ghosts? <laughs> Is it like a poltergeist situation? It is. Is that what happens in poltergeist? No. Oh. I mean, like, a literal poltergeist is like a, it's like peeves. It's like a ghost, but it can still, like, touch and hold things. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, and <laughs> I'm assuming it can also fuck. <laughs> I had not thought of that implication, but here we are. I think about it all the time. Um, let's see. <gasps> I, okay. Here's what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So, Ghosts are all around, okay? Mm. And we just don't realize it. But they're having a fucking blast. Oh, good for them. They're riding through the city. Yeah. They're hitting up the bars. Is it like a special ghost bar or do they go to our bars? No, they go to our bars. But they have a special ghost bartender who serves them ghost drinks. Oh, sick. Right? I love this. <laughs> um, so the ghosts are out having so much fun. And then... um. So, there's this dude. We'll make him a team. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a team movie. Four teens. About um, ghosts. <laughs> about ghosts. And Listen, we already he, got teams with, like, vampires and werewolves. Like, I, ghosts are the next step. I know. So, he skateboards. Duh. We know he's cool. <laughs> um, so, but then, all of a sudden, he, like, sees something. Or, like, he, like, gets distracted while he's skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And he falls. Wait, is he alive or dead at this point? He's alive. He falls. He hits his head. Okay? He's still alive. He, like, comes to, though, and he sees this, like, thing floating above him. And there are these, like, two angels to be like, is he okay? Oh, my God. He fell so hard. And then he's like, what? What are you guys talking about? And I'm like, wait, you can see us? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, wait, what's going on? <laughs> so... It's really, like, weird. When your movie images turn into, like, you just, like, enacting a scene of dialogue. I just really want to set the scene. Yeah, yeah, no, it's helpful. Like, I have it in my mind now. Are they hot angels? Of course. Yeah, sorry for asking. It's so hot. Yeah. Um, and they're like, this is wild. This has never happened. And he, he's like, guys, can you just tell me what's going on? And they're like, well, buddy, you're alive. We're dead. And he's like, Wait, are they ghosts or angels? They're both. Because okay. if they're bad, then they're just demons and they're in hell. So everyone who's up here having fun is an angel. Great. That's definitely <laughs> how that works. Anyways, <laughs> And the ghosts are like... You guys get it. <laughs> the ghosts are like, listen, dude. Um, you know what? This... Let's just... 
you'll probably wake up and you're not gonna remember any of this tomorrow let's just go have a blast wait is he like in a coma or is this really like no it's he, really he's weird. awake he's, and yeah. it's all happening yep. he's totally yeah. okay he's just running around so he goes and he's straight parties with all of these ghosts and they're Hell like yeah, brother and they're like damn this guy's cool we want to be like him Boink. uh Oh, so you're talking about the children screaming outside of your window? I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know. They're living their truth. Good for them. Maybe um, it's the angels partying. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, it get, it's like four in the morning. They're starting to get like deep into their feelings. And mm, um, wow. they're talking about their lives and what happened on Earth. And he's talking about his lives. And at one point, he like starts crying because there's just like girl that he loved oh, no. and and she then did? and then they just start they start laughing they're like look at buddy when you're up here when you're one of us none of this will matter <laughs> i like that all the ghosts are your um character where you say hell yeah brother a lot <laughs> all the ghosts are like a little bit um Hulk i'm Hogan. just trying to include the do you look at us and laugh when we hold on to our past oh i see okay i'm tracking <laughs> So, anyways, they have a blast, they get him back home, and they're like, later, dude. Um, And then he wakes up the next morning, and he sees someone at the end of his bed. It's a fucking ghost. Is it the same ghost or a new one? Different ghost. (gasps) And it's... You in the bar. At the end of my bed. bed. (laughs) I'm following. You get it. Back of his head. And, you know what? It's not actually a human. It's his dead dog from childhood. Wow. And he's like... Sparky? Scoober? Oh, we know it's Scoober. Can't do that to him. This is a different Scoober. This is a... All right. Yeah, this is completely different. It's just such a good name. Scoober will never die. Um, And he's like, Scoober? And he's like... And then... He, like, jumps up on his bed, and they get to cuddle, and then he, like, goes to his mom, and he's like, Mom, you're not gonna believe this. Like, you have to come in here. And she, like, comes in, and Scoober's sitting on the bed, like, tongue out, tail wagging, and he's like, see, look it. And she's like, honey, what are you talking about? Your bed? Yeah, you need to make it. And he's like, no, 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 can't you see? She's like, honey, are you feeling okay? Does the classic, like, mom thing, like, touching his forehead. So many details. You believe that none of this is planned and I'm coming up with all of it as I'm saying it? I truly can't. <laughs> um, and she's like, honey, why don't you take a today off of school? You seem like you're not feeling well. Mm. And he's like, no, I'm fine. You, and she's like, no. Wait, is he like, did he think that everybody could see the Bargos? <laughs> I think he did. It, when he was, like, going around and partying with people, they weren't, like, in human areas. They were just, like, they were, like, Friday night lighting it. They were, like, in, like, <laughs> like a field, and they were just, like, drinking beers okay. and hitting golf balls. That also helps to explain why this teenager was, like, up all night drinking. <laughs> but it was, like, a Friday night light situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Briggins was always up all night drinking, it. and yes. he still looks amazing. I know, right? Um, anyways... So, he, it starts to, like, really weigh on him, though, because he's, mm-hmm. like, seeing these ghosts everywhere, and, like, they know that he can see them, mm-hmm. and it just becomes, like, too much. People try, like, the ghosts start trying to, like, 
get him to like send messages and he's like i can't do this like this is too much yeah this um, is like that movie with ricky gervais right so, no it sounds like oh no <laughs> but it's actually a pretty good movie he didn't write it which, which helps. one it's called ghost town oh he can, like, see all the ghosts, and the ghosts are like, you have to help me return with my lost love. And he's like, I'm a humble dentist. When you said Ricky Gervais, I immediately thought of, who's the guy that plays Bill of the Future? <laughs> Ricky Ullman? Yes! I was like, all right, that tracks. Okay, first of all, I would never say a disparaging word about Ricky Ullman. That's where I was, was like, he's not that bad. Second of all, I think it was by Raviv now. That was he's- his real name. What? Ravi Volman. Oh, yeah. gotcha. I made him, like, Americanize it when he was on gotcha. Disney. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, cool. And so anyways, he ends up, he's like, I'm going out of my mind. I, like, need to find someone to help. And he ends up, he, like, steals his parents' car and he drives to his grandma's house, which is, like, his four dead? hours away. His grandma's dead. Oh, no. Um, and sure enough, she's just hanging out in her garden. Wow. You know, like, someone else lives there, so it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, Grandma. She's like, Ricky? <laughs> Owen? <laughs> My grandson? Ricky? Phil? Of the future? <laughs> You're here. Uh, and he's like, uh, you have to help me. And she's like, how can you see me? And he's like, it's too long of a story. Like, I just, like... I don't want to do. I'm out of my mind. She's like, you know what, honey? Like, you just take a little rest. You just take a little sleep. And he, like, they, like, start, like, swapping stories from the old days. (laughs) Then he starts to fall asleep. (laughs) When he wakes up, he's like, Grandma? And there's no one there. (laughs) But he already slept. But this is, like, a special grandma sleep. She, like, did something to him. (laughs) Drugged him. With special ghost drugs. My mom said that when she was little, her grandma, um, unbeknownst to her, her. <laughs> would always give her a little bit of whiskey before <laughs> bed if she was sick. That was, yeah, yeah. They, like a lot of people did that. Yeah. 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 It, works. it reminds me of my grandpa was a, like, physician, and so he could, like, write us, uh, prescriptions whenever we wanted for he would always write us prescriptions for coding like whenever we had a cough and then, like whenever oh, i had like yeah. leftovers i would just be like oh like i want to make sure that i like fall asleep or like i want to go to sleep early tonight and so i just like have some coding it wasn't <laughs> until like high school and my friends were like emily why do you just have like coding out and i was like oh sometimes i just like use it to help me fall asleep and they're like you know that it's like really addictive right i was like Oh, no! I thought you were going to tell me that in your cool kid high school days, you were, like, taking coding for fun. No. My friends then were like, oh, you should totally get more and bring it to party. And I was like, ha, yeah! Yeah, <laughs> that that's be cool. wild. I get it. Wink! <laughs> Anyways, um, he wakes up and he realizes that, like, he can't see the ghosts anymore. Oh, my God. And honestly, like, a little part of him feels sad. Mm. And then he goes online and realizes... This has happened to other people, too. Oh, my God. And then he's, he finds, like, a community of these people. And that man, he wrote to be Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> is that what Jobs is about? Yes. <laughs> or was it Steve Jobs? There were two in the same year. Jobs was mm. the Ashton Kutcher one. Steve Jobs was the Aaron Sorkin one. You know... Didn't see either. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but you, didn't tell you. you just recapped it perfectly. Thank you so I much. I would have assumed you'd seen it hundreds of times. <laughs> Anyways, that is my movie pitch. It is um, called my Hot pitch Steve Jobs. It's short and sweet. It's just that this it's the sequel to Casper. Okay. okay. It's this song. Oh. <laughs> this song is a big Casper energy. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. were you a Casper fan as a child? Um vaguely. I recently remembered I was in a bar near Halloween. Um like, the time that I was there was near the time of Halloween. The bar was not located near... It was in Halloween time. <laughs> anyway, it was Halloween time, and so they had they were playing Casper on the mm. TV, but, like, silently. And I was looking up at it, and I all of a sudden was, like, rushed with the memory of how upsetting I found Casper as a child. That I would, like, oh. watch it a lot. And not necessarily because he was dead, but because... The, his like ghost brother uncles are like so mean yeah and then at one point they like get in bill pullman's ear and they're like your wife said nothing matters and then bill pullman's like you're right and then he gets like really drunk in the middle of the day <gasps> and oh, christina ritchie is like my dad oh, no. and i remember being so upset by that yeah. and being like how dare you drag bill pullman into this <laughs> Which he really does tracks. not deserve this. He does not. The man no. gave us so much. His hair was so oh, floppy. God, He's so hot floppy. as hell in Casper. We Guys, should talk about it. We need to. Mm. Bill 90s Bill Pullman. The man could wear a dad jean. Like no one Oof. else could. I have goosebumps just thinking I, about it. Honestly. <laughs> I recently uttered the phrase, 90s Bill Pullman is sexually undeniable to someone. <laughs> and um, I got a real judgment in return. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh. I think they're wrong, and I'm right. But uh, that's all I have to say about that. Anyway, should we talk about some lore? Yeah. This this topic, this week's lore topic. You're doing amazing at speaking. Let's just acknowledge this. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm trying my best. This week's lore topic is March 25th. 2015? March 25th of several years, and I will take you through it, friends. March 25th, 2015, Zane loves the band. Right. March 25th, I don't know what year, was Louie's mom's birthday, which, by the way... that would be every year until she died? Oh, I don't know what year she was born, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, uh, by the way, like, low blow, Zane, you know? I guess, well, I guess she was still alive when he announced it. Still. But the next year... He ruined her birthday that year. He released his solo album on her on the same date. At which point, I'm pretty I sure she was. I forgot about dead. that. Yeah. I so, feel like, yeah. Low blow to Louis and low blow to the band. Sure. Then, also, it was the day that Liam and Cheryl announced the birth of Bear. Bear. <laughs> in a post, by the way, in which they were like, um,. We have a beautiful son, and we haven't chosen a name yet. And I'm like, you spent days to choose, and you landed on Bear? Oh, that is so sad. Um, what a bummer. Anyway, um, there was a whole article in The Sun about all the lore starting March 25th and how a bunch of fans were like, what does it all mean? And I was like, probably nothing, but I love that this exists. And then they wrote, it all begs the question, could the couple, meaning Cheryl and Liam, could the couple have delayed confirmation of their son's birth yes so the announcement fell on the extra special date um to which i say get some rest to the sun right <laughs> you see extra special date uh you seem concerned anyway but then the same day that they announced the birth of bear harry announces for a solo album so now all oh. of the boys but niall have had like a big thing happen on march 25th that is weird so i hope that niall gets married to selena gomez on march 25th <gasps> Wow. It's going to happen because I want it to. Anyway, I don't know, guys. The signs are everywhere. 
That is really weird that it would all line up like that, but... Listen, I think mm. that it means that Larry is real. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's proof. Wow. So, yeah. Somehow someone has made that proof, and thus so Absolutely. <laughs> or they're so like, shall I. On, like, March 25th of 2025, they will announce that Larry is real. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow. But, like, March 25th, truly... February, or... Oh, shit. March 25th of February. Because <laughs> I wanted it to line up 2525. Five. So I was like, February 5th of 2025. And I was like, oh shit. That's not how that works. Listen. <sighs> on March 25th, 3025, 325, 325, oh, they will announce after they are long gone. There we go. real. <laughs> In a video message recorded before their deaths. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Wow. They're going to put it in like a time capsule and it's going to be like a little hologram thing and then Wally and his girlfriend are going to like stumble across it and they're going to hit play and they're going to be like. Ah. Wally, as we all know, a notorious Larry Shipper. <laughs> One of the leading bloggers on the subject. But Eve was always a really big like Eleanor fan. Mm. Um, and so she gets mad, and then she, like, smashes it yeah. with her it was, little robot it's like arm. Their, it's their biggest marital argument. Mm. They've gone They've to therapy been, yeah, over Yeah, a lot it. of therapy yeah. for it. And it hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot come to a compromise. Um, um, who they did therapy with? Me. <laughs> you're the therapist? That is still my dream future for myself. Is to be Wally's therapist. <laughs> Ever... Where I see myself in 50 years. Yeah. Everyone's gone. It's mm. just me... Wally and his girlfriend Eve bro it out. <laughs> but we're all back together. So your wildest dream <laughs> is that everyone you love is dead and you're the third wheel of a robot couple. <laughs> right, maybe not. I have a group of friends that's also here. Okay, okay. Fair. And we are just bro it out. The only we love on the planet is Hello Dolly. <laughs> and you hang out with two unthinking robots. It's, man. it's the dream. <laughs> um, that was a really short lore, but I just, I don't know, March 25th, you guys, what does yeah. it all mean? Tell Freaking me. Freaking weird. You know, somebody, you get a crop circle going this March 25th. Mm. That forms yeah, Larry is real. What are we going to do on March 25th? Um, wear all black Have to a mourn Zane ruining mm. the oh. hunt. Oh, we should hold a wake for Zane. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> We did hold a wake for Will Arnett and Amy Poehler's marriage. We did. That's true. So. We baked them a cake. We did. I mean, it's that like, cake. it's fine. It tasted good. It just didn't look very good. <sighs> yeah, it looks really bad. It looked real bad. That's true. <laughs> That's absolutely accurate. We definitely have asked that. <laughs> yeah, no, listen. Um, if I'm in a whole ass of cake, I need a full day. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, of course, of course. And I did not give myself a full day. Should we talk about what's right now? Yeah, what are they up to? Um, we're gonna start, actually, okay, we'll start with Harry. It's very short this week. Okay. Harry, um, announced that he is performing at the Super Bowl pre-show. Yes. Which is exciting, but then it's not exciting because Rihanna was like, everybody who's real should not perform for the Super Bowl because of, like, racism in the NFL. Oh. And so now all the fans are like, Harry, don't do it. And, yes. Oh my god. Um, I saw I that on my timeline. My blood sugar was, like, very, very low. And I was trying to, like, scroll through the, like, yeah, yeah, hashtag yeah. Harry donate thing. And I was like, what does this mean? And I couldn't put it together. And then it's I just like had to go take a rest. stressful. I feel like I respect the shit out of Rihanna and in general, I WWRD. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And I kind of hope he drops out. And I also feel like if he doesn't, like, he has the right opinions. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's not even, like, it's the pre-show. Yeah. It's just, like, a concert. Mm-hmm. But I also hear it and respect it. And the world is a shitty place. And, like, that's valid to want that to not happen. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. time will tell. We shall see. He hasn't responded yet. But I don't know. I kind of trust Terry to do the right thing with this shit. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he, at least, like, like makes too... a statement or something. Yeah. I feel like, too, I mean, because I feel like the stuff that I've seen from the fans, granted, it was, like, very low blood sugar, I think, um, was, like, that they mainly, they're, like, Harry can do this, but we also want him to, like, donate, like, Mm, a bunch of money for this and stuff. I could see him doing that. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see him doing that. He's donated so much to charity. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully something good comes of it. Um, I mean, I'm yeah. proud of him that he's, like, on the radar of these fancy people, know. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That's all I got. There wasn't a lot on Niall this week, uh, although he did officially announce that his album is, like, complete now. Yes, I thought um, he so had a single fun. tear roll down his eye. His cheek. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. <laughs> that was very cute. Was adorable. Oh, also, we should discuss how um, he... Tweeted at Halsey because Halsey like oh, yes. sent him her album. Like oh she did gosh. like a little like influencer box for people. Yeah, and he like tweeted at her and was like, "Oh my god, your album was so great. Like love you, Ashley, or whatever." And then she was like, "Oh my god, Niall, this means so much." And as we have discussed at length on this podcast, <laughs> Halsey is a bona fide directioner. Yeah. Wrote fanfic, wrote fan songs, and I just. Just cannot understand how she has pulled off the feat of just like being friends with the One Direction it's boys and Taylor Swift. Honestly, so admirable. God, I'm it's proud so of her. So admirable. She really did it. She is yeah. really out here doing the thing. Yeah. Like God bless you. I Ashley really, wait, I really will say, being a BTS fan has really turned my opinion of Halsey. Listen, I hear this new album is pretty good. I know. She's doing well. Taylor she, loves she her bought, now. She bought Taehyung uh, his uh, favorite, favorite candle. candle. That's right. Anyways, I trust her. A good woman. Against all odds. Against all odds. Anyway, yeah, Halsey, live your best life. I'm proud of you. Maybe have, Halsey yeah. and Niall should get up. married. Oh. Whoa. Can you imagine? They, But they would have to, like, acknowledge her One Direction past. I feel like of all the boys for that, well, okay, Liam would do it, but in a creepy way, like yeah. he's doing right now. Niall would be like, eh, yeah, whatever. I feel like you'd be really sketched out. I don't know. I just feel like Niall is so chill about literally everything that he'd be, like, weird, and then he would just move on. <laughs> Like, I can't imagine Niall ever being hung up on anything. Yeah. I just feel like he doesn't, like, feel things that deeply. <laughs> and I still have all the love in my heart as a true Niall girl. You know? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, I mean, he's clearly chill with it now, at least yeah. in terms of friendship. Um, do you well, want to no, hear... I don't feel like he knows. How do they not know? I don't feel like he... I don't feel like a lot of people know. It is all out there. The truth is out there. I know, but I don't feel like people know. I feel like enough people know that someone has, like, at least tweeted at them and been like, LOL, have you heard the Haler song? Like, nothing? Do you I think it's that good of a secret? I don't think, I just don't feel like it's one that people are, like, I don't know. I feel like it's not one that's being, like, her fans, I feel like, are kind of younger. Like, I don't feel like a lot of them her, I don't like, think it's her fans that would tell them. I think it's the people who were, like, around for the Haler song and are, like, truthers that are probably talking maybe. about it. I don't feel like it gets a lot of, like... Traction right, or attention. It's up to me to tweet at all the boys of One Direction. <laughs> I think they need to know. I just think it's fair. <laughs> she put it out there. Um, I Taylor knows. There's no way that Taylor 
does not know and did not make a big show out of forgiving her. Like, that is exactly <laughs> her vibe. Um, anyway, do you want to hear the best news of the week? Yes. The very best news we've ever gotten. Yes, I'm so excited. This is a Sun article. The headline is, Cheryl left gobsmacked by Todrick Hall's, quote, savage dig at Liam Payne romance, leaving greatest dancer fans in hysterics. Are you ready? <laughs> There is apparently a reality show in Britain right now called The Greatest Dancer. Two of its judges are Cheryl and Todrick Hall, who is, like, a person, and I mainly know him. He's, like, one of Taylor's, like, very close friends. Okay. And he, like, co-produced Mean Calm Down With Her and is, like, kind of, like, her friend who's, like, ushering her into understanding, like, black people and gay people. (laughs) So he's really doing the Lord's work, and we thank you, Todrick. He's, like... Does, like, drag, and he's a dancer, and he's just, like, out there being a person. Okay. Um, anyway, so he is also a judge on the show with Cheryl. Um, it says, the 36-year-old dated the One Direction singer from early 2016 until July 2018. The couple have son Bear, two together. Cheryl first met Liam, now 26, when he auditioned for The X Factor in 2008 when he was 14. And Todrick, 34, couldn't help but make a joke about it during tonight's show on BBC One. After the panel watched a tap dancer make it through to the next round, fellow judge Oti Mabus said she wanted to have a baby now so her daughter could grow up and marry the contestant, as he was so nice. But Todrick replied, well, maybe you, you could date him a few years after he was on the show. That's been done before. <laughs> Yikes! Cheryl immediately turned her head around, eyes narrowed to look at Todrick, Ah! who laughed and pretended to tip himself over the barrier behind the desk. She cried the shade as Odie threw her head back with laughter. Ah! As Todrick took a sip of his drink, a cheeky look on his face, Cheryl added, oh, I'll get you back. Oh my god. Damn. That's been done before. I love him. We stand. I oh guess I'm, like, God. a huge Todrick fan now. I didn't really know anything about yeah. him or care either way, but now I'm, like, thank you for speaking yeah. the truth. We stand. God, this is up there with that uh, dude on, I think it was on Project Runway. Yes. Where he's, Not like, even oh. dinner with the Kushner. Yes. <laughs> Very similar energy. Woo. God. Incredible stuff. Love it. Um, finally. Wow. Real good. We have our Louis. baby boy, Louie. Ugh. I was like, Taylor, Zane, or Louie? Um, no, Zane had no news this week outside of the Gigi thing. Yep. Um, gives the sweetest little interview. <gasps> oh. Um. Baby boy? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to take you through it bit by bit. It's amazing stuff. Um, we're going to start with this very important quote, which is, after wearing a series of high-end outfits for our photo shoot, parentheses, quote, I never feel super comfortable on shoots. I've got one fucking pose, moody, quote. (laughs) He's in a black 90s-inspired collared jumper, black trousers, and black trainers. Not a tracksuit! Damn! Okay. He wore a sweater and trousers. Louis, we are so proud of you. Congratulations. Wow. The glow-up is real. Wait, isn't a jumper a sweatshirt, though? It's a sweater. I'll Google it. Term jumper describes what is called a sweater in American English. I feel like oh, no, people. Well, no, me. but that well that says jumper in parentheses dress. I know, but then it's like in Amer in American English it means a dress. I feel like I've just heard it used for this. both. I don't know. Anyways, 
I think it's a sweater based on the fact that they call it what he's wearing a trouser, too. Gotcha. And then, like, we've seen him do, like, the, like, sweater trouser look lately. I hope so. Maybe it's a track. I was just imagining one of those, like, uh, I think maybe just because I was thinking 90s, I was imagining one of those, like, uh, black, like, sweatshirt, and then it has, like, a, like, a collar attached to it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Listen, I would support it. A bold statement from Louis. Um, so then he's talking about his music. He says, it's a five album plan. There's bits where I've been almost selfish and bits where I've been respectful to the fan base and what they love listening to. Then the next will be a step closer to the stuff I want to make, but I've got to earn my stripes. So Louis has five albums planned out. Wow. That is bold and honestly props. Yeah. He's doing it. It's like my One Direction musical. Oh my god. Three. Three movies. That's to be a trilogy. Um, Okay, ready to cry? No. Um, and talking about his song, Two of Us, he said, what's amazing about this job is that regardless of the situation, you get something positive at the end of it. That's obviously an emotionally heavy song for me, but fans have come up to me in floods of tears and talked about how it's helped in their own tragedy. Oh. It's incredible. From the dark, you can give hope. Oh! Um, and then this is our summary when he talked about his mom. I'm literally going to cry. Even when he was away, he kept in contact with his mom by phone or in person when she could join him as much as possible. The two were impossibly close. She had access to his emails. He told her when he lost his virginity, she knew about his finances. One thing I've learned since losing her is that any decision, even if I knew the answer, I'd call her, he says. I didn't realize how reliant I'd become on her. That was the hardest thing for me. Understanding that living life after meant making decisions on my own. I thought I'd always have a sounding board. There was a different level of credibility with my mom because I idolized her. So, anyway. Moving on. This week we're experiencing a lot of Liam shade and we love it. Um, The writer says, still it took him years to know where he fit in. Styles was cool, a heartthrob. Malik was moody and mysterious. Horan was cute and Irish. Pain was whatever pain was. <laughs> but Tom Linson wasn't sure. <laughs> um, you might know this. I didn't know about this, but apparently he brings his best friend, quote, from Donnie, as in, like, from Doncaster, everywhere he goes. Yeah. Um, Is it, like, Stan or something? Uh, I cannot remember his name, but, yeah, it, it's very cute. And then he says, um, he talks about all of his friends from Donnie. And he says, I remember bringing a maid out for our first U.S. tour. He called from his hotel with his mind blown by being able to pick up a phone and they just bring you food. Tom Linson says, I go back to Donnie and hear heavy shit. Struggles with jobs, money, family, health. That humbles me and gives me a better emotional intelligence. This bitch just used the phrase emotional intelligence? Incredible. I'm so proud. Um, on the band, it says they're ostensibly all still mates, despite going in radically different musical directions. Though some are closer than others, Tomlinson seems to mention Horan with the most affection. <gasps> of course he does. And they talked about how they soundtracked together in Mexico, which I'm still not over oh. and never will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this next section I have titled Daddy Direction Who? <laughs> with the following. Tomlinson likes mentoring, and during a conversation it becomes clear he's fueled by responsibility. He was the oldest sibling in his house, and although Mark Tomlinson and, jo- and Joanna's second husband uh, are still around, he became a paternal figure after she died. He's particularly involved in the lives of Daisy and Phoebe, to whom he's, quote, a kind of second parent. Without being too soppy, I like looking after people. It's cool. At the moment, I'm stressing trying to convince Daisy and Phoebe to go to sixth form. They've been to private school near Donnie, and it's proper expensive, which is very <laughs> cute. 
I'm paying for it, thinking they're staying up, but now they don't want to go. I told them education is important. I'm like, you're 16. You haven't got a fucking idea what the real world is. He says, what's difficult about those two is they've only known the 1D craziness. They've grown up in this elitist oh. way, which is very different from my upbringing and Lottie's and the values my mom taught us. He gives the like, kids a sigh. Consistency is a big thing. I'm trying to get better at being in their heads enough so they think, I wonder if Louis thinks this is a good idea. Um, that's so sweet. And so it's priority. Also, I just love Louis being like, "Listen, I didn't fucking finish school. You're fucking finishing." School. Yeah, he does. There was like a whole bar we talked about how um he like failed his like whatever the tests are in England that you oh, like yeah, take. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he went to take them again, and he yeah, and he failed again, and he told his mom he passed, and then um <laughs> it was right for the auditions, and he was like, "I waited until they like announced that, like we were forming a band, and we were all like sitting around with like literal champagne." And I turned to my mom and was like, "I let it feel tough." <laughs> very cute and I guess she was like fine whatever I guess oh the same God. thing's gonna work out um and so it's prioritizing the feelings of your sisters in the immediate aftermath is understandable I say but I wonder if anyone took care of you oh. he looks surprised no but friends and family my, my best mate my girlfriend my son I feel their support oh. but I get most out of doing stuff for other people I don't say that to sound like a good guy it's genuinely what gives me strength oh my god is is Louis an Enneagram too <gasps> Ooh, we should wow. Enneagram diagnose these boys. Yeah, we really Hannah Carter, come back on the show. <laughs> we need you. Hannah, come back. Um, here is the one bit of badness. Mm-hmm. Did you ever consider grief therapy? Nah. A lot of people recommended it, but I'm a little bit old-fashioned when it comes to therapy. Yeah. I'm sure it's incredible, <laughs> but I thought I'd be all right, and I have been till now. One of his many tattoos consists of the words, it is what it is, across his chest. I know the things I've been upset about in my life are shit, but I can't change them. So you have to make the best of what you got. Um, so when he said emotional intelligence, I was like, there's no way. This wasn't therapy. Um. I do. I could really see that, like, Louis being, like, He's, like, from, like, a miner's town. You know? Like, there's, he has a lot to overcome. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the article started, though, talking about how he recently did one of those, like, autocomplete interviews for Wired, where it's, like, the autocomplete from Google or whatever. And one of the questions was just, how is Louis Tomlinson? And he, like, laughed and was like, I don't know. Like, that's weird or whatever. And then the interviewer was like, but that kind of makes sense. Like, I think, like, a lot of your fans, like, worry about you because yeah. you've like, a really hard few years. Um, I so, like this interviewer. Yeah. He's very good. He ends up saying, um, he's like, oh, well, like, you made enough money in some direction. You could have just, like, gone back to Doncaster and, like, lived your life and, mm-hmm. like, had money forever, and he said, definitely, definitely, but you know what? It didn't cross my mind once. I somehow have an inability to worry and to just get on with things, he says, shrugging. It's definitely made me stronger. I've gone through every emotion, and I'm just fucking excited now. I th- and then the interviewer says, I think we have an answer. How is Louis Tomlinson? Hopefully, he'll be just fine. Oh, Guys, our baby! Aww. I wish he was in therapy, but he seems yeah. like he's doing everything else he can do to manage yeah. his emotions, and I'm very proud of him for that. He's like a good dad to all. I know. Like his son and his siblings. Dare I say it? Louis has a good head on his shoulders. I'm so proud of him. I feel like we owe so much to his mom for that. Oh my gosh. Um, Bless her soul. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, that was like a really nice way to end my um my where are they now searching. Mm. Um, and also maybe not quite as good as seeing someone just destroy Liam and Cheryl. That was also, uh, really, really pleasant. Something that we don't talk enough about. Yeah. How fucking gross. Mm. Anyway, how would you read this song? I am going to give it a 
full four out of five boys. Hell yeah. Yeah. I am going to give it a Harry mm-hmm. and a Louis mm-hmm. um, for how much they love their dearly departed. Mm-hmm. Um, I yes. am going to give it a Zane because uh, I feel like he also is just like very connected to family. True. He didn't sing the song. So, but we still have five boys. <laughs> That's true. We can't for all I of thought these. you were going to give it a Zane because um, he's the angel. Oh, no. <laughs> You're I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a Liam. Mainly just because I feel like... Nah, I'm just going to be like, what do you mean about the dead? They're dead. Like, it's very much like, bury the boy. <laughs> Anyways, back to footy. <laughs> yeah, 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 correct. Yeah, this does not feel like a Nile song. No. It does not have a Nile energy does to not. it. does um, not. I feel like, ugh, I'm going to give it three and three quarters just because I'm a lyrics bitch and these ones don't do it for me, but I'm obsessed with the sound of the song. Like, I really, really enjoy it. So I'm going to give it a Harry because it deserves it, I think. And... A Louis and a Liam, because again, I feel like those two are really dominating these last couple of albums, and I gotta respect it. And then I'm gonna give it um, Zane's lower half and Niall's torso up to his shoulders fused together. (laughs) Uh, But no head. No head. Gotta get that quarter off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They don't deserve it. (laughs) Niall Niall doesn't get to keep his head after he cheated on his Seinfeld. That's fair. He deserves that. Earned. Earned. (sighs) All right. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where nobody can drag us down. down.